This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Still Giggs goes. He's through. He's scored. Ryan Giggs. He's at the goal that's played for Manchester United. Right footed. It's a clear header. And it's in the left. Stuttgart has won the European Cup. bass and the lead vocalist from The Stripes and um, of course this is a Manchin Night podcast and you're probably thinking why have I got a musician on the show it's because you're a United fan um, it's a new band really upcoming here in Ireland and you're touring the world as well Josh we are yeah I am unfortunately playing lead guitar, <laughs> lead guitar, lead guitar. Um, but yeah yeah um, yeah. We're, we've been touring uh, pretty much the last four and a half years um, sort of we've been, well, we've been a sort of working band the last four and a half years and um yeah, I mean it's been it's been going really good. Uh, we're doing this tour at the minute. We're, we're here in Tipperary, um, which I didn't think I'd ever been. Um, <laughs> apart from Mosney, I was down here from Mosney one time, which was decent. Um, and yeah, we're doing this little uh, this little pub tour uh, just to get good for the for the summer, really, just to warm up and um, and play all these venues. We've never played these venues before, so um, it's a really good circuit and some really nice bars. I've been in touch with you probably a year now since yeah. since you, you you played at Old Trafford. We'll, we'll get on to that in a second. Yeah, sure. And when, when I seen the the posters, try to post on Facebook and Twitter, you're playing at Club Hell and I fell off my seat. Um, I was I said to you for some time I was looking forward to seeing the Strikes play live and mm. tonight, but I, I will see the Strikes play live. Looking forward to it. Um, tell us about that. You played Old Trafford. Why 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 were you playing Old Trafford? Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm obviously a massive United fan and. Um, how did it come in touch? It sort of came in, in, in touch through initially through Adidas. Um, we, when we started gigging in London, uh, we we got got to be friends with, with a guy called Gary Asden, who's um, sort of works at Adidas. And um, of course, as soon as there was any sniff of you know them them sort of liking the the band, I jumped in and tried to get as much free stuff as possible. <laughs> uh, Typical Cavman sort of uh, <laughs> milking it, and um, yeah, and, and we just sort of they just gave us some gear, and um, and then I got invited to in, initially got invited to play in Stamford Bridge, which I, which I did a year prior to, to Old Trafford, and did did sort of like a, a match day there. What and was better? What's that? What was better? Oh, Old Trafford was better. Yeah, <laughs> it was like Stamford was cool, and um, 
obviously like yeah, it's it's a Premier League stadium, so it's class. Um, but nah, man, there's nothing like playing in Old Trafford. We we got to like get changed in the we got you know in the dressing rooms and sitting in. Unfortunately, I got the away uh, dressing room, uh, but we got to see the home one. Uh, after the game, but yeah, you, you, it, was, it was mad. Like we walked out and uh, what lined up and walked out into the pitch, and then um, the the guy who does the um, announcements, or you know, yeah. over the speakers, uh, he he did like a, a running commentary and just took the piss out of everyone, <laughs> which which was great. But uh, yeah, man, it was like playing on carpet. It was like playing on fucking carpet. It was class. Back to the stripes, I think. What age were you when you started? You're still very young. Yeah, well, younger than me. Yeah, am I? What age are you? I'm 19. When I'm 19 too. When are you 20? September. September, what day? 22nd. The 10th, yes. <laughs> He's older. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, no young, yeah, yeah. I mean, I started I started playing myself when I was about um, five or six. My dad taught me and um, how to play the bass. So, I was playing bass from that age and then switched to guitar when I was nine or ten. But as far as the band's been going, We've known each other uh, pretty much all our lives. Um, all our parents are friends, and we always just hung out, sort of just before even I can remember. And uh, played instruments. Evan, Evan's been playing drums since he was three. And uh, yeah, so we, we sort of just hung out as kids and jammed. And uh, when did it become the stage you're going to say, right, I'm going to create a band? Uh, it was just a, this. It was a weird. It's just natural. It just didn't. We never sat down and went, oh, we're going to do a band thing. Uh, we I don't just think it ever happens like that anyway. No, so sometimes you know it just never happened with us, and we were quite lucky, I suppose, that our first band is working out. But because uh, usually people go through like ten shit yeah, bands, yeah. Um, and yeah, so so we just sort of hung out, and then as we got to like ten, eleven, uh, I knew Pete. He was in my class in primary school, and then we did this like Christmas concert thing. This was before Ross joined, but I still knew Ross at the time, and. Then a couple of years after that, we decided to do a few gigs, and we heard Ross could sing, and um, then yeah, got him to join, started taking it seriously, and then started gigging in Ireland. Did a lot of uh, Dublin for about a year, and then it just moved over to London. And then once we went to London, people got interested, and then got signed, and now we're club man. I first heard of Stripes. It was late 2012, I think, when mm-hmm. Mojo Bag, when Paul Weller um, recommended you. Yeah. I think the next big thing is what he said. He recommended a few different things that year. He basically reflected back on 2012 as a year for music. And your name mentioned. And I seen the name and I googled it. And an Irish band. I was thinking, right, these lads are my age. As I said, mm. I must check these lads out. And I listened. And you listen to the music. You don't think these lads are teenagers, yeah. and I think the, the thing is, is you're so different to what bands are doing nowadays. You know, it's, you're going back and very like the Who, um, I can I can hear the Beatles in you, and things like that, and that's a massive compliment. I'm yeah, sure. yeah, cheers. But along the way, you've heard, you've met some interesting people. I, I've yeah. seen a picture with Noel Gallagher, which I'm very, very jealous. Of. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm sure you met Paul Weller and, and people. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about the people you've met. Well, yeah, Noel was cool. Noel's Noel's great because he, he we only met him for like five minutes, and uh, everybody sort of dresses it up because this the solo photo and ticked up. Yeah, we're like best mates with him. Um, but when we met him, he was he was amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, don't have it unfortunately. Be texting him. Uh, uh, yeah, met him for like five minutes, and he was he was class, man. He he's exactly how you expect him to be, and uh, no bullshit, just. T- says what he takes the whole time. Any words of wisdom for you? 
No, just sort of. But everyone just said, just don't fuck it up. That's <laughs> all anyone said because you know any of the guys who went through it, anyone like uh, Noel Gallagher or when we met Waller and that, they were just like, just don't let the labels dictate what you do and just don't mess it up. <laughs> for, for people listening to the podcast, and I'm sure yeah. a lot of them are from Manchester, growing up and I assume now, was there many Manchester bands that influence you? Like, people on the podcast the, the, the leading tune to this is um, Love Spreads by Stone Roses yeah so, so bands like that you Oasis you mentioned Noel Gallagher yeah Smiths and, but like I said when I, when I hear you I hear The Who and I'm thinking mod culture casual yeah. culture and what kind of bands from Manchester would you have listened to if any yeah well we were my mom we were raised on really we were raised on guitar music and, and a lot of the a lot of the 90s stuff as well uh, I mean yeah we, we were huge on Oasis as kids uh, um, I mean, just in terms of like, I mean, how could you not be when, yeah. when you're our age, you know? Um, I've I've recently started getting into like a lot of the al- a lot of the albums that I wouldn't have listened to. I mean, you know, anything apart from Morning Glory. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm a massive Noel fan and uh, a massive admirer of what he does. Yeah, Smiths as well. Uh, sort of, I, I hit the Smiths when I was like 14. And obviously just Morrissey's lyrics and then I was quite big on Mar because it's a one guitar band like us yeah. and the way he sort of layers guitars and recordings um, I've always been quite interested in uh, and then yeah recently we did like a, we did a, we did a Roses cover um, for a United film uh, that the class of 92 uh, okay. film where we've got like a couple of tunes in that and uh, one of them's a ch- one of them's a tune from the album called Perfect Storm and it's still this mad scene where Giggs is like dribbling and it's like the, it's the profile on Giggs and he's dribbling like and it's, it's mad and it's our tune but then yeah we do Step On we do a version of Step On um, How did you get asked to do a class 92 for the music for that? Uh, the guy well, uh, I can't think of his name we, we met him really briefly uh, I think there was two guys directing it Yeah one, one of the guys uh, just was looking for mu- the music in it and uh and, and he got loads of 90s tunes, but then he, want, he really liked us and wanted us to do a tune. So we were actually going to initially do um, This Is How It Feels To Be Lonely, um, Inspired Carpets. Yeah, uh, yeah. Isn't it? Is it James? Is it Inspired Carpets? James. Is it James? Yeah, James. Yeah, 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 James. And uh, yeah, we were initially going to do that, but then it sounded shit. So then we did uh, Step On. Um, yeah, recorded it in just in one evening in London, and the guys came down. And uh, I, yeah, just asked us to do it, and it was mad because I, I remember when I was a kid, I had this, um, I got these like DVDs from there's this dodgy sort of market in near Cavan uh, called Clotter Market, and I got some dodgy like United bootleg DVDs, and one of them was like a sort of a class of '92 thing, uh, just showing all all those guys and how yeah. they came through, and like. Um, you know, when Beckham signed when he was a kid and, and stuff like that. And, can, you, can, you, can you see yourselves in there? Because, you know, you're a really young group of lads. Yeah. And you've been with each other at a very young age, as they were. You're playing with each other the whole time. Um, and I'm sure you've seen improvements. You're, you're on a tour at the moment. I'm sure you're selling out because your music is, is of very, very high quality, high Excuse standard. Um, and they went through that too. So it's funny yeah. that you played in that. Um, film. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Well, it's probably the exact same scenario, uh, minus the admiration and money. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. We, the four of us and and, and Niall as well, our manager Niall, um, who's actually Evan's dad. Um, the five of us, obviously, we've just known each other all our lives. So, it's it, it's a very weird relationship because we all know each other ridiculously well. It's just like family. Um, which you know, at times is amazing, and at times is absolutely dreadful. 
um, because you, you just know someone too well and they annoy you too easily. Yeah. Um, but then at the same time, you know, you're so close that you don't let it affect anything, you know. Um, but yeah. If you're asked in the morning, being an Irish band and being a United fan, to play Croke Park or to play Old Trafford? Uh, is there a crowd? Yeah. Uh, I've never actually played in Croker, not even in school. In I school mean, as fun. a band. As a band? Oh, as a band! Band. Oh, right. Ah, no, it'd be Old Trafford. It'd be, it'd be Old Trafford, really. Because, um, like, Garrett Brooks was going to play in Croke Park. <laughs> you know, that kind of way. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Does that lower the standards of Croke Park? I, I, yeah, it does a little bit. Um, you know, we haven't had a. There hasn't been that many no good places. gigs. There hasn't been that, yeah, there hasn't been that many good fucking Crow Park gigs, really. Uh, nah, but I'd love to play in Croker as a player, as a, as a guy player. <laughs> but uh, I know I'd love to do Old Trafford. We, me and my mate were saying uh, from from London, just joking like if you ever got massive, you just want to do all the, you just want to do all the stadiums. You want to do like mm. a Premier League tour. Yeah, that's what yeah. you call it. Like, just do so like that's the plan. Emirates Premier League tour. Yeah, next next month. Emirates, <laughs> Old Trafford, yeah, Stamford Bridge. We leave do out, a couple of London games. Leave out Anfield. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not a hope. We Upton Park. We, no, definitely wouldn't be doing Anfield. Yeah. So away from the football talk, the listeners have, have got their fix on that. Yeah. Um, tell us about the other members of the band. Um, yeah. Um, so we've got Pete uh, on the bass and Pete's eighteen. Oh, he's 19 now, actually turned 19 last week. Um, yeah, Pete's, Pete's a ridiculous bass player. Uh, he's probably the best bass player I've ever played with. They're all the best musicians I've ever played with. <laughs> um, and the most annoying. Uh, yeah, yeah Pete, Pete's only been playing bass about f- since the band started touring, so about four and a half years. Yeah. And um, he's never not playing a note, and you'll understand that later. He's just always playing. He's always like, he plays like a million notes a second. Is that the guy in the, the white t-shirt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he looks like he looks like he should have been in the Arctic Monkeys when they started. Yeah, yeah, he's got that vibe. <laughs> Except he plays about a million more notes a second. And which I'm is both amazing and incredibly annoying at the same time. <laughs> who else is there? But mainly amazing. Um, Evan on drums, uh, and I've known Ev since before I was born. Um, he, yeah, I mean, we, we've, we've just been playing forever. Um, because our parents were, f- were like best mates, so mm. we've known each other forever. Um, and yeah, it's 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 funny. The the, the, the three the t- the two boys have really known forever because it's because of uh, you know school and, and yeah. because of family and you know so they're kind of like it is like a sort of brotherly relationship, which is good and bad. We kill each other, and you know obviously <laughs> you know we're all we're all fond of each other at the same time. Uh, and then Ross. Who's 17? He's, he's the singer, and uh, yeah, great as well. I mean, they're all great. Um, he has a bit of a lean Gallagher stance on him, Ross. Yeah, yeah. Um, he has that fight, but he's, he does seem shy, and he's no reason to be shy. Yeah, he's, he's, he doesn't have the confidence that Liam has. Or the shit haircuts. Um, <laughs> but he's, uh, yeah, he's great, man. He's, he's, he's good. He's quiet. Uh, he's a quiet kid, but he's a fucking great singer and a really good harmonica player. So is Pete. Two boys have gotten really, really good at the harmonica. And yeah, it's good. It's good fun. Uh, it's good fun hanging out with them. It's uh, we, we've got a good, we've got a strange relationship because um, 
we don't do typical uh, 18 year old, year old things together. Yeah. Uh, you know, we don't just go out and play on a Saturday night or, or go to school or whatever. And uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's strange sometimes when you, when you don't do normal, normal things together. But uh, we're doing this, which is class. So, yeah. you know, I kind of. Tell me before, before we wrap it up, um, I know you've supported the Irish Monkeys. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you've been in contact with Turner. What's that like, a musician like that? Yeah, well, well, like he's like the he's the Lennon and McCartney for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in terms of you know when I was for, like, our, for our era. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I think I, I think he's the best lyricist of all time. Uh, I know that's a big statement, <laughs> and I'll probably get hung. Um, but uh, he's I think he's uh, I think he's a fucking genius. Um, but he's really normal, he's really, I'm, I feel all weird now, uh, he's really normal, uh, because, well not, lost my train of thought now, what was I going to say? Turner. Yeah, t- Doesn't come across oh, to me as someone normal. <laughs> yeah, well he is, he is quite he normal, is. yeah, they're, they're all quite normal, and uh, that's what we found out on the tour. They all just drink Boddingtons, they all just drink pints, like, oh, and, I know, and cans, it's yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's nice, like, yeah, so they all just drink Boddingtons hang out and play ping pong, you know, it's not wild, but they're, they're just proper Sheffield lads, they haven't had to get their heads or anything, and uh, the output's incredible, it's, uh, they're the best band in the last, since Oasis really, the best band. Um, and yeah, I think, um, I think, I think in years to come, people go back and realise how good it was, you know, um, but he's a, yeah, I mean, he's, his lyrics are fucking great, and he's a great funk man too. Since you have, you know, the kind of... I suppose you're some similarities to who? Yeah. And you, you contact with weather and so on. Do you find that some of your audience would be mods or would have that kind of culture look? Yeah, yeah, we get we get a good few mods down at the gigs. A uh, lot, lot of young young mods coming through. Um, I suppose like because it doesn't really influence the image as much as it used to because um, we've all got into different stuff. Uh, we're still in it. I mean, what we love about the mod thing is is how sharp everyone dresses. You know, um, we've always liked just just looking good on stage and Thanks. sort of looking like a fucking hero. <laughs> just looking good on stage and you know and, and trying to be sharp and. Yeah, we love all the fun. We love all the mod bands, man. You know, massive Who fans and massive Weller fans and and, and all that. And um, yeah, we get a lot. Then we get a lot. We get a good mix of people down. Um, like we got we got a lot of. Uh, we haven't got the Hollister kids yet. I'm waiting for the Hollister kids. That's hipsters. The hipsters. I'm, no, just just like the just the compl- just the real plain normal kids. Once baggy you get that track suit pants. baggy tracksuits, yeah, I'm waiting for those kids. Yeah. <laughs> so, so so what you want is 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 to not just. For mods, but to be for everyone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, there's no point in just trying to be exclusive about it. You know, fucking. I, you know, I. You know, this is a great gig, uh, but I don't want this to be the biggest gig we ever do. <laughs> you know, that kind of way. I don't want Shepherd's Bush or whatever it is to be the biggest gig we ever do, because you want to be fucking doing Nebworth with, you know, hundreds of thousands, of, hundred thousand kids. Just going don't sell yourself out and become one. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the. Don't thing. become one. Well, the, the music become the music comes first, and and if the you know. And once the music's quality, then yeah. then that's it. That's but the main thing. you shouldn't you shouldn't never want a hundred thousand people at a gig. You know what I mean? You should just always. do your thing. Yeah, just if it works. Yeah. Yeah, if it works, it works. And I think what you're doing right now is fantastic. Um, before we wrap it up again, any plans for festivals and stuff for people in in England or anyone? Yeah, um, we're hopefully going to do some shows in May in in England. Some sort of low key shows just like this tour, but okay. uh, but in, in the UK, and then 
yeah, some festivals in the summer. We haven't confirmed anything yet, but album's gonna drop probably July, July, April, or July, August, and. Um, yeah, once that's out, then it'll just be heavy touring. What about so your last album? Let them know about that. Last, last album's out now. It's in shops. Please buy it if you haven't bought it. If you bought it, buy it again. It's called Snapshot. Um, Snapshot. There yeah. you go. It's um, <laughs> Josh, absolute gentleman. Lovely Cheers, to on the podcast. And the rest of the lads are a lovely bunch of people. Very noble people. Um, and um, all come across well. Best of luck tonight. Same, man. Network.